You're listening to Cool and Unusual Punishment Presents Chosen. This is episode three. My name is Tyler, and sitting across the coffee table from me tonight, my wife Jody. How are you? I'm here, and I'm ready to go. You had said we're going to go back to the start now and sort of pick things up from the beginning. Yes. I thought it would be nice for everybody to just get a little bit of history about Valley Brook. As always, I would like to remind everybody that we are speaking about Valley Brook during 2015 when allegations of spiritual abuse were raised to the big church, which is the church I'm going to talk a little bit about here. This is not a statement on Valley Brook present day. Okay. Converge Great Lakes, a denomination with evangelical Baptist roots that helped start Valley Brook 21 years ago in the former Hollywood Cinema, which is downtown on Barstow Street in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, is the church that sent the crisis intervention team. Now, we will eventually build back up to that, but the whole reason why that happened is because one of the former pastors sent a very long letter to Converge and said, hey, there's abusive practices going on. It was inappropriate. And this was pushing the church away from God. So before 2015, it was 21 years ago that this church was started. So like in the mid 90s, correct? Yeah. Okay. 21 years prior to 2015? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That church has been in that space mm-hmm. since the 90s? Yeah. Wow. I okay. re- definitely remember it in high school or early college. Mm-hmm. So Converge Great Lakes has 114 congregations in Wisconsin and Michigan's Upper Peninsula. The Madison-based organization is a branch of Converge Worldwide, which changed its name from the Baptist General Conference in 2008. So Valley Brook was one of 114 congregations that fell under this church. Um, There's this paper that was written in 2011 by Doug Lubsack, who at that point was the lead pastor, and there was no co-lead pastor at that point. Doug Lubsack, what was the time from him joining the church to becoming lead pastor? Or did he join as lead pastor? In 2005. He was hired as lead pastor? Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Doug Lubsack wrote this paper March 6th. The name of it is A Biblical View of Women in Ministry. Now, it's not necessary to read all of it. I think this first part will not only give you some idea of what the church was like at that time, but also give you maybe a broader understanding of some of the things they believe. From its inception, Valleybrook Church has firmly espoused an egalitarian view of ministry, while other believers and churches have chosen a complementarian view. Valleybrook is affiliated with the Baptist General Conference, Converge Worldwide, which is unique in that allows for both egalitarian and complementarian viewpoints to exist under its banner. 
While we wholeheartedly love and embrace our complementarian brothers and sisters in Christ, we believe that a literal, grammatical, historical interpretation of the Bible based upon a biblical theology that espouses God's progressive revelation of his unchanging nature and character throughout human history can only lead to one conclusion. The purpose of this paper is to equip those within Valley Brook Church community with a biblical understanding of why we do what we do, so that both men and women in our community may freely and joyfully live with God-given permission and authority to walk the path of obedience with any spiritual gift or office to which they are called by God. At Valleybrook Church, the Word of God is the final and only authority concerning our doctrine and practice. We believe that all Scripture is breathed out of God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work which is 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 ESV. In our study of God's Word, we embrace a literal grammatical historical interpretation, which means we first seek to identify what the original document said and meant to its original audience. Then we identify the transcendent principles that apply to us today. A biblical theology, which means we believe the entire Bible informs and interprets the entire Bible— Consequently, biblical truth recurs in themes throughout the Old and New Testaments and a progressive revelation, which means that from Genesis to Revelation, we see the same God doing the same things based on the same unchanging truth, Malachi 3.6, James 1.17. And we believe over time, he continually revealed more of himself and his plan to his people. But are they pre-trib or post-trib? <laughs> In doctrine and practice, we believe that God has always intended for both men and women to discover and live out their God-created identities and obedience to his word. Thus, we believe that within the New Testament church, God created both men and women to serve in and any and every spiritual office that he has ordained in his word, including apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, overseers, deacons, etc. In theological terms... This is known as an egalitarian viewpoint, as opposed to a complementarian viewpoint, which limits roles of women within the church and requires them to submit to male authority and ministry. Our egalitarian viewpoint means that we believe God created men and women as equal before him, and that because of Jesus, both male and female believers are equally appointed and anointed by God to serve and lead in the New Testament church today. Is that helpful? Certainly doesn't sound bad. I mean, yeah, I don't know a lot about religious philosophy, but it's interesting that to be of the opinion that we believe the Bible leads you to this one conclusion, egalitarian, but for our brothers that are complementarian, we love that for you. That said, we do believe the Bible (laughs) as one unquestionable conclusion. Yeah. I have this directory of 2010, 2011 church staff that largely remains unchanged with some title changes, like um, from 2010 to 2015. These are generally speaking the same people involved, minus overseers, which 
I sense changed quite a bit and I don't have a chart of exactly when one left and when another appeared, but I thought it might help people when you hear as we go through and maybe revisit that report and hear references to certain people that you know who they are. Especially if they were, if it was a pretty consistent staff yeah tree or whatever yeah and the reason why i have it from this year's is because i have some materials here um from like the result of a membership class that you would take to become an actual member of the church instead of just going which is not uncommon like the church i went to growing up we definitely got like bulletins and such in the mail i guess maybe it's because i always picture a church being like you know, you can come in the door. I guess it's the difference between like sitting in on a class and being registered for the class. Yes. (laughs) Maybe. Because then you're on mailing lists and stuff like that. And yeah, this is like a letter from Doug that went out to the family as it's referred to here already. This is something that when you became a member, you would get. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. To my Valleybrook family, August 10th, 2010. As I promised a couple of weeks ago in my message, here is a letter about the exciting staff changes that are taking place at Valleybrook this fall. It is so powerful to be part of a church community where God raises up leaders who are filled with the spirit and sends them out to establish his kingdom. While we will all miss CJ and Katie Clymer and Matt and Nikki Ness, as you will see below, Jesus has already been at work building upon the wonderful foundation that both of these couples have left for us. I am so thankful to God for his continual provision in every single way. He is that good. Here is your entire staff team of pastors and ministry directors beginning September 1st, 2010, including new team members, as well as an introduction to some familiar faces. So the first one here is Grant Schultz assistant lead pastor as i mentioned he becomes the teaching pastor at some point after 2010 grant came on staff part-time as our worship leader in 2007 and joined our pastoral staff full-time in 2008 as our spiritual health pastor grant has proven himself as a very dedicated and capable teacher counselor and leader in the valleybrook community And I know many of you have been touched and affected by Grant's ministry to you personally as well to us as a community. I am so pleased that Grant has agreed to step up into the position of assistant lead pastor, where he will now oversee the planning of our Sunday services throughout the year, in addition to all of his other areas of ministry listed above. He will also give continued leadership to our recovery ministry, for porn and sex addiction, which he has now developed into a new 10-week intensive study called Pure. Guys, if you've been through our former Pure Desire program and are looking for a refresher, or if you know that now is the time to claim your freedom in Christ from lust, porn, and or sexual addiction, Grant has designed Pure just for you. Grant is also working toward his Master of Ministry degree from Master's International School of Divinity in Evansville, Indiana. Was this pure, was this a thing that existed? Sounds like this was a class of some kind that he then like revamped. 
Well, there was something called pure desire, right. which I don't know what that is. I see. However, Grant wrote a book, which I actually have, and that book is called, officially, I've got it right here, Pure, okay. A Guy's Guide to Freedom from Sexual Sin. So this book is the foundation for the new class that was okay. being advertised at that time. If you've ever uh, if you had professors that had really, in really specific fields... The professor would be like, the textbook for this class will be this book that I wrote. Yes. Oh, my well, God. That happened to me. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> this is going to be a fun one. Okay. I'm going to read the ones that you're going to hear about. Right. Mary Clark, executive pastor. Mary is such an asset to our pastoral team. She came on staff at Valley Brook in 2002 as a part-time member of our children's ministry then she served as our office manager before becoming our executive pastor in 2008. In her current role, Mary oversees the day-to-day -day operations of Valleybrook. By the way, she is the best financial administrator I have ever worked with, and I've worked with quite a few in the past 20 years. In addition, Mary has a pastor's heart, whether she is leading a recovery group, teaching God's word, overseeing benevolence, or counseling other women one-on-one. -on -one. Mary is a recognized leader in our valley, having worked together with many other organizations like the Salvation Army, Eau Claire County Jail, In Town, the City of Eau Claire, Community Table, Chippewa Valley Free Clinic, and the Homeless Coalition. It is because of her selfless leadership that we were able to have the warming center for the homeless last winter. Her energy and enthusiasm know no boundaries, and I am so grateful to God for her partnership in ministry. Michelle Olson, assistant pastor of ministries, who eventually will become the community life pastor. If you've been around Valleybrook, then you know Michelle. She is the one staff fixture that has remained constant in our community throughout the years. If you've ever had the chance to work with her, you know why. Michelle knows every last detail about everything that is Valleybrook. Michelle has served in a variety of positions on staff since 1996, including the children's ministry director, office manager, communications director. In 2008, Michelle stepped into a pastoral position at Valley Brook, where she oversees our many small groups, which have grown into a powerful ministry force within our church in the past few years. She also coordinates all the details of our very active ministry calendar, Weddings, funerals, room assignments, outside ministry gatherings, office volunteers, church picnics, Sunday night grill outs, decorating, lobby displays, the Connection Center, the 410 Club, and all of the many communication pieces that come to you, including this one. Michelle has also become the Valley Brooks liaison to the Chippewa Valley Habitat for Humanity, where she, has recently she was recently elected as the new president of the board of directors. Praise God for the two Valleybrook families who now have homes because of Habitat. This fall, Michelle will be adding a new key pastoral responsibility, overseeing a ministry of new guests and new members as we intentionally reach out to the first-timers who walk through our doors, as well as those who are ready to join in a strategic partnership with the Valleybrook community through membership. Going into this, I, I expected that I'd be a little in the dark in terms of I'm not a particularly spiritual man. Like the, the organizational details are so extensive. It's a lot. It, it feels like there's a lot of projects. 
Yeah. Some of this stuff is like, uh, reminds me a little bit of a smaller version of like mega church stuff. I briefly attended a church that I would say for this area is probably one of those for this area. Yeah. And there's a coffee shop. There's just a lot of things. And, you know, it's intended to bring people there for one reason or another, you know, and keep people engaged. And like, this can be a part of all of your life, not just coming to the service Mm -hmm. part. You know, there's books and all this sort of thing. It's a lot of people that are involved in this. Next up, Nate and Jessica Hagedorn, who at this point are new hires in 2010. They're the directors of Valleybrook Youth Community, the middle school edition. You probably might have picked up if you listened to the first few episodes that Nate eventually becomes the co-lead pastor. But at this point, he's not. His wife, too? Mm-hmm. Okay. What is VYC, you ask? It's the new name and focus of our ministry to youth, the Valleybrook Youth Community. And who are Nate and Jessica? Only the best thing that have ever happened to a group of middle schoolers. We are super encouraged to have this engaging young couple leading the charge to claim the spiritual lives of our 6th through 8th graders for Jesus, Nate and Jess have such a strong calling to ministry, and they are overflowing with passion for the students. They previously served as volunteer leaders in our youth ministry, and now it is clearly time for them to take the step to become a part of this ministry team. Watching them lead this summer has been such a joy. Our middle schoolers are in for a real treat all year long. If you're a parent of a middle schooler, wonder no more. We're set and ready to go like never before. So there's a lot of enthusiasm here. Yeah. The whole thing is basically exclamation points. (laughs) Then there's some more folks, and it ends with Doug. And what about me? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yep, that's me. You're probably wondering how I got in this newsletter. (laughs) (laughs) I am honored to begin my sixth year of ministry as your lead pastor this fall. I love teaching you the word of God and living it out before you. I love getting to know you on a personal level and seeing the work of the spirit in your life. Robin, his wife, and I are so grateful to God that he has allowed us to be a part of your lives this past five years, and we are looking forward to all that God has for us in the days to come. This fall, I will be limiting my personal counseling role for a while at Valleybrook to focus on the leadership development of this new team and other leaders within our church community. God has been teaching me a lot about my calling to leadership development within the kingdom, and he even even has me going to school for it. Who knew? As I work towards my doctor of education in educational leadership at Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm so excited for this fall, I can hardly wait. Oh, and by the way, wait until you see our new series, Live Out Loud, A Study of Philippians. I think it might just be our best one yet. I love you. Doug Lubsack, lead pastor. I'm trying to go into this as uh yeah as blank slate as possible. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm this is a real this is a real team that he's yeah managing. Okay, so we've got those folks, right? Then there's the overseer team. Our overseers are called to watch over the spiritual and emotional health of the Valleybrook community. There's six of them. A couple of the names I'm gonna butcher. Greg Mitchell, lead overseer. Jeff Bergery, overseer. 
Dan Glutch, Overseer, Pat Mattoon, Overseer, Greg Smith, Overseer. And then there's ministry support staff, which is like office volunteers. Okay, so you asked about, oh, this seems like a lot of people to be in the space that is yes. what we see from the outside as Valley Brook Church on Barstow Street in uh-huh. Eau Claire. Okay, there's Valley Brook Places. Now, this is at this time, what's there currently? How much of this has changed? I don't know. Right. Connection Center that's in the theater lobby that's filled with books, message CDs, T-shirts. This is our churchwide information spot where you can go to ask questions and sign up for groups and upcoming events. 410 Club, located just off the lobby, the 410 Club is our hangout spot. Stop in for coffee and a treat. Why is it called the 410? Well, you see, it's located at 410 South Barstow Street. Uh, why was it called 10 Forward? It was Deck 10 at the forward end of the Enterprise. Yeah. The loft, located directly across the street from the theater in the upstairs of our 409 South Barstow Street building, this Lofty space includes a kitchen, dining room, small group meeting room, and some of our staff offices. The loft hosts our high school programs on Sundays at 6 p.m. The shed, located directly across the street from the theater in the downstairs portion of our 409 South Barstow building. Valleybrook Kids K-5 meet here on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m., If you're looking for the church office and additional small group meeting rooms, then you're at the right place. Upper 410. This space is located directly above the 410 and can be accessed using the red door at the top of the balcony during the services. Many of our recovery groups, small groups, and classes are held here. Upper lobby. This space is actually the old theater offices that we have converted into a wonderful small group meeting room. Many of our recovery groups, small groups, and classes are held here. So they had a bigger footprint on this block than I realized. Oh, yes, they do. The garage. Next to our back doors along Graham Avenue is our garage. Yes, a garage. It's an old mechanics garage that we've turned into our summer grill-out spot. Each summer, before our evening services, we have a garage grill-out with brats, burger, hot dogs, and all the fixings. This is a great chance for us to build community and have a fun time connecting on the weekends. The last thing I want to cover is... An interesting progression of something relatively simple, okay? And that is membership commitment. Let's just read this quickly, huh? Valleybrook membership commitment. This is what you would submit if you want to become a member of Valleybrook Church at this time. Yes, I'd like to become a member of Valleybrook Church. I have crossed the line of faith. If you would like to tell us your story, we would love to hear it. And there's little lines to check. Been publicly baptized by immersion. Read and agree with Valleybrook's statement of faith, which I'm going to read next. I am committed to worshiping regularly at Valleybrook, actively participating in community, 
beginning to serve in a ministry, placing myself under the leadership of the overseers, cheerfully and generously giving in response to God's generosity to the ministry of Valleybrook. I'd be curious if you know, or if anybody listens knows, like, I is that, how typical is that to, uh, like, a, a contract, these agreements you make to join a, a ministry as a member, is that normal? I've never seen one, but maybe somebody will say, yes, it is, or maybe right, they right. will say... Yeah, I don't know, is, is why I'm asking. If you become a member, like, you get the certificate from the church, and you get a letter... Thank you for attending the recent recent membership class and for your desire to partner with us. This strategic partnership is a commitment between you and the Valleybrook community that says, whatever tomorrow holds, we will be there for each other. We will celebrate together in good times and support each other in tough times. Either way, God has only the best for us. We are excited God has brought us together in this community. Our annual meeting is held each fall as a celebration of the past year and to usher in the new. At the conclusion of the annual meeting, members vote to approve the annual budget and to confirm overseers. As your overseer team, we are here to serve you. If you would like to talk or request prayer, we are here. Please feel free to contact us by email. Links can be found on the website or stop any of us after one of our services. We look forward to getting to know you better. And then it's signed all those people that I mentioned. Okay. The Statement of Faith. Not terribly long, um, but there's some interesting changes that happen over time, okay? Uh (laughs) I will just focus on the changes. How about that? The statement of faith itself is a bit longer, and we can certainly share it. Generally, though, generally, what is it? What we believe about, here's the categories, the Bible, God, Jesus Christ, sin, salvation, the Holy Spirit, and the church. Gotcha, gotcha. So... Back in 2010 and 2011, the commentary on sin and salvation was as follows. All people are created in God's image and matter deeply to him. Central to the message of the Bible is that God loves people and invites them to live in communion with himself and in community with each other. Apart from Jesus Christ, all people are spiritually lost and because of sin deserve the judgment of God. However, God gives salvation and eternal life to anyone who trusts in Jesus Christ and in his sacrifice on his or her behalf. Salvation cannot be earned through personal goodness or human effort. It is a gift that must be received by humble repentance and faith in Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross. So then there's a series of Bible verses which support this. Isaiah 53, 6, Romans 1, 21, 3.23, Romans 6.23. There's a final remark there. Because we believe in accountability, we are affiliated with the Baptist General Conference. So that's the statement of faith in 2010-2011. Taken from Valleybrook's website on January 11th, 2015. Salvation. Salvation is the restoration of our relationship with God through faith in the person and work of Jesus on our behalf. It is entirely a work of God's free grace based on his sovereign love for us. None of us could ever choose salvation on our own. We must be drawn by the Holy Spirit. 
Salvation is made available to all those whom God chose to become the heirs of salvation. We receive salvation when we acknowledge the Lordship of Jesus and choose to obey his commands. John 6, 44, Romans 6, 23, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, Hebrews 1, 14, Titus 3, 4 through 7. The line about believing in accountability is no longer a part of the statement of faith at that point. Um, just top level, I would say that second version sounds more exclusive. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah. Yes. I would say yes. And then as noted, because we believe in accountability is no longer there. Right. <laughs> okay. So then we've got 925.23. This is what it says now. Yeah. Just frame of reference. Okay. We are created in the image of God, but as a result of Satan's deception and Adam and Eve's disobedience, sin entered the world. We all have inherited that sinful nature or disobedience to God's commands, making us enemies of God. We are incapable in our own strength of overcoming the desire to sin. Salvation is the eternal restoration of our relationship with God through faith in the person and work of Jesus on our behalf. It is entirely a work of God's free grace based on his merciful love for us. Salvation is made available to all. Being drawn by the Holy Spirit, we receive the free gift of salvation when we believe in and confess the Lordship of Jesus and what he has done for us and choose to obey his commands, receiving Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Faith in Jesus Christ is the only way to to all he has secured for us, including salvation in heaven. Those who do not believe in Jesus Christ and confess him as Lord of their life live an eternal existence apart from him in hell. So that's definitely longer than the others. I will say it sounds closer to the first one. It Mm -hmm. sounds more... More language about salvation being free to those who come to Jesus Christ. As opposed to Jesus Christ picks favorites. (laughs) Yes. Right. All of this is so interesting to me, right? The reason why I do this and like next week we're going to talk about changes in the Constitution that happened is because when something like what happened there happens, it is not generally speaking, you wake up one day and everything is different magically in one day. There is like a slow burn of changes that happen. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. And I would think that if you're a part of a organization that's this big, little language changes to your your statement of faith. It, it can back up the things you're doing better if Little changes like this, you know, can... Yes. Yeah. So we'll do some more of that, and then we really start doing some deep dive in, and we get some personal stories upcoming, so... I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Stay tuned. Chosen is presented by Cool and Unusual Punishment. Research and interviewing by Jody Haas, with editing and mixing by me. Our theme music for this series is by Zavely, with additional music by Rick Dickard, AG Music, John Wright, and Christian Ayan. 
This podcast is a proud member of the Nerd and Tie Network, a coalition of Wisconsin-produced shows that you can find at nerdandtie.com. Our website, where you can find links to the material and documents we reference, is coolandunusualpunishment.com. Yep, that's me. You're probably wondering how I got in this newsletter. <laughs> <laughs>